Welcome to Mini Math Chats, here to help math educators build confidence and spark inspiration for teaching math in less time than it takes you to run to the bathroom. I'm Mona, a former math avoider, teacher, and math coach. Everything changed for me when I started using a student-centered approach that honored my students' ideas and gave them space to focus on the problem-solving process, not just the product. In these mini math chats, I'll give you quick ideas and insights to do just that in your math community. Every Wednesday morning, we'll meet right here to jumpstart your math mindset for the day. Standards for mathematical practice number two, reason abstractly and quantitatively. Reasoning abstractly is something students usually build up to in their understanding of math. Students start at concrete and move to visually representing math and then finally abstract. However, there are several ways at the elementary level that we can start to help our students represent their thinking in abstract ways. First, what does it even mean to reason abstractly and quantitatively? Let's look at four different ideas here. First, make sense of quantities and their relationships within the context of the problem. Students can say what the quantity is and what it means in the problem. For example, if there are 56 stickers on eight and eight on each page, then they can explain that we know the total, 56 stickers, and the number of how many are on each page or how many are in each group, eight, but we don't know the number of groups or the number of pages. Another way students can reason abstractly and quantitatively is representing a situation with symbolic representations. So symbolic meaning numbers and symbols. Students can also understand the meaning of quantities and can flexibly use operations in their properties. If your students know that four times five is equal to 20, and they also know five times four is equal to 20, then they are flexibly making meaning of those operations and properties. Students pay attention to the meaning of quantities within a problem and they aren't just computing them. So when they can talk about what those quantities mean within the problem, they are reasoning abstractly and quantitatively. Standard for mathematical practice number two seems simple but it really does take a lot of effort to develop these skills. I found that there are a few simple moves I can make to help students practice this every single day in class. And that's through Word Problem Workshop. It's the instructional practice that I use in my classroom and I share with other teachers. It's a framework for problem solving word problems through productive struggle and math discourse. And it's based on research from NCTM in five practices for orchestrating math discussions, as well as principles to action. And it's rooted in cognitively guided instruction. I'll link all of those books in the show notes for you. But I'm going to share with you how we can bring this mathematical practice number two to life in our classrooms every day. So during Word Problem Workshop, students talk about what they did and why they did it. That's reasoning. We'll hear more about reasoning with number three and number eight. However, this helps students attend to the meaning of the quantities. So if a student says, I divided 56 into eight, I always ask them to stop and rephrase to include the context of the problem. 
Oh, they'll say, well, 56 stickers are divided into eight groups on each page. Yes, that's what I want to hear. That shows reasoning. So I might ask things like this. What do those numbers mean? What do they represent? Or how did you decide to, and then name whatever it is they decided to do. What in the problem told you to do that? Why? Why did it tell you to do that? These questions help direct students back to the context of the problem, to reason about the symbolic representations, abstractly but also quantitatively. Also, during grapple, that's the independent productive struggle time where students are solving the problem. Students are asked to represent what they did with a number sentence, then represent the problem with an equation or number sentence. So they write a number sentence to match their work and a number sentence to match the problem. This helps students expect to convert situations into symbols in order to solve the problem. It also helps them explain their solution pathway that they used. I might ask, what in the story told you to write the number sentence like that? Or where did those numbers come from? I always ask students to represent both the problem and their solution pathway with a number sentence. This leads to some interesting conversations of comparing and contrasting those equations because sometimes they match and sometimes they do not. We could ask things like, what is the relationship between these number sentences? I see you added, but the equation that matches the problem is subtraction. How are those related? Finally, and so simply, but we build mathematical practice number two, when students give their answer to the problem, they use a full sentence and always address the units. So if the problem is asking, Rose has 135 books and she read a bunch of them over spring break and now she has 47 books left to read, how many books did she read over spring break? The students would respond with, Rose read 88 books over spring break. This gives students the opportunity to give meaning to the quantities in the task and create logical connections between the problem and the abstract symbols and quantities. That is the mini math chat for day today, all about standards for mathematical practice number two. I will see you next Wednesday for standards for mathematical practice number three, construct viable arguments and critique the reasoning of others. See you then.